Not one, not two, but three Hudgenses. Welcome to episode 56 of Get Spoiled. My name is Samantha Herman, joined as always by my co-hosts Jeremy Knight and Chris Wilson, and today we'll be spoiling the feature film Princess Switch 2, Switched Again. Peloton has not yet arrived, but I'm, I think oh, so you still haven't joined the family. Well, I have a membership, but I haven't started using the app, even though I could. Should, do you have any things you'd like to suggest that don't require a bike? I so suppose. yeah, I've done some strength floor Fuck stuff yeah. on the app. <laughs> a couple. You can see all the shit I've done if you follow me. You can see all the workouts I've done. Um, you can check them out, whatever. <laughs> in your free time, if you want to look at some PDFs. Do you want to download a PDF overview of my overall performance? You know what? I'll send you a graph. I'll send you, know you what? It's a six-page it. PDF, okay? Ooh, how about a check out this 45-minute rock run lineup? Closer, Nine Inch Nails, What I Got oh. Sublime, Ooh. When I Come Around Green Day, Ooh. Stay yes. by David Dave Matthews Band. Oh, my God. Just all artists. <laughs> Hands Down by Dashboard Confessional. Wee. Ooh, Hemorrhage by Fuel. There we go. Eesh. Taking me back up. Taking me back up. Creatures by 311. Yep. I don't know, really know 311. Dream oh, On, yeah. Aerosmith. Okay, now I'm back in. Then we're into We Didn't Start the Fire, Billy Joel, yeah. followed by a Bulls on Parade, <laughs> Rage oh. Against the Machine. Okay, because they think you're flagging at that point, and you need yeah. that fucking bam, you need that. Bam, bam, then they, then they jump up. into some Fallout Boy, because people like Fallout Boy. <laughs> for Strange. Strange detour. Thanks for the memories. And yeah. then they go Kings of Leon, Sex on Fire. Yep. Knew that and you ready for this? This, this the, These two tracks to, to close you out here? Can we try First, to guess? Can we try to yes, guess? please. Let's to see. Me. To close. To close it out. Two tracks. Hmm. I I feel incapable. I'm going with Higher by Creed <laughs> and then Closing Time by Semisonic. I'm going to go um, Nothing Else Matters Metallica as the finale. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's such a good choice. <laughs> uh, you're not going to guess the other track? No. I have no, my okay. limits. It's okay, just that. Well, all right. Well, guess what, Sam? You're right. No way. What? <laughs> <laughs> you're right. So that's insane. Unless you're cheating right now. I and swear to you, I'm not. Peloton I swear to you, I'm not cheating. You are correct. You no. are correct. No. Yes. No. Yes. I, would you want a screenshot? <laughs> that's insane. I'm more I cannot... proud of anything in my life. There wasn't much you... metal on that list either. It was a lot of like 311 and shit. Like that was I just felt insane. it. <laughs> Would you like to know what the other track is? Yes. Yeah. It's Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's of course. That's good. I got one more for you if you want. We this do. A, it's a 20 minute yep. 90s ride. Um, this is a great new cycling. segment. Semi-charmed life. <laughs> <laughs> I can't top that. It's so good. <laughs> and then Hootie Hold My Hand on the outro. Oh, beautiful. That's <laughs> that's so good. I can't beat that, but let me think. Uh... But you can get it right <laughs> because you have a terrifying no Hooba? <laughs> Hooba! Oh. 
Hey, you got any Hoover? Forgot about Hoover. <laughs> I can't think of anything funny to match this ride. I- I'm I'm blacking you just out. Okay. More baconed ladies. I'm gonna go um the <laughs> verb. Dishwalla? Is it Dishwalla? <laughs> I'm gonna go the Verve. I don't know what it's called, but the one from the Cruel Intentions soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bittersweet yep. Symphony. That, of course. Yeah, that one. That's, that's the actual. That's a good yeah. call. That's a really good call. She's going single guess again. Yep. Um, <laughs> and she also called it the one from the Cruel Intentions soundtrack. It's like one of the yeah. biggest songs of the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> the one she from the can only cruel... picture. She can only picture Ryan Philippe's face. Like, I have it. I can get it right now. It's right over there. Um, the, the tracks are, the first track is What Would You Say by Dave Matthews Band. It's another Dave uh. Matthews. And then... Yeah. And then, Shave of My Heart by Sting. Fuck her. She, yeah. she went, yeah, you, you did emphasize the CHFI-ness, and we didn't lean into that hard enough. Like, no, we didn't. She ended with solo Sting, <laughs> 90s, 90s solo Sting. That's not good. That's not good. It's not good. not good. I don't want to run to that. I want to I sit down and, and go to sleep, I think. Yeah, I want to gather my thoughts to that calmly. Yeah. I want it to come on my car when I'm trying to like warm it up in the middle of January <laughs> and I got to go to work and I have to let the car run for five minutes. That's when I want to hear that. And so... even then you don't really want to hear it. Not really. I'm not happy about anything. But you, like, but you, you're, you expect to hear it. You want to go it back inside, the let the car run for five, come back, but you know the exactly. song's playing. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. You want it I to want play to, to your empty car. Yeah. And Roger, Rick, and Marilyn then to do some sort of call-in contest. <coughs> yeah, I was mid-zip. Uh, it was what's dangerous. It <laughs> what's it called? Uh, well, the one where they do like the the question and answer thing, and then they unlock you unlock levels or whatever. Yeah. Um, I love that Four game. Four thousand dollars. <laughs> I love that game. I get on edge because it has a gambling element that I really enjoy. Uh, what's it called? All I can think of is Stump the Chump, but that was a uh, earlier era CHFI. Daryl Dahmer. Wow. I love wow. CHFI. Remember Daryl Dahmer? <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't, and now I he do. Was the helico- he was Same. the helicopter guy, but he used to be a music DJ in the 60s, and he knows every song. And so they would play him a tiny clip of the beginning of a song, and he would always know. It was fucking crazy. Stump the chump. It was like beat, the, it's like beat Shazam back when Shazam was a human being. Daryl yeah. Dahmer. He's in a fucking helicopter reporting the weather, uh, the, the traffic. Maybe he works for Shazam now. Maybe Shazam's algorithm is really just It him. just goes to his Bluetooth headset. Yeah. And he listens <laughs> and he goes, uh, that's, uh, that's The Way um, by Fastball. going to make you sweat by CNC Music Factory. <laughs> uh, that's Shape of My Heart by Sting. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's Shape of My Heart. Vitamin Remember C. how good Get Over It is? It's so good. Guys, Get Over It is, like... Very underrated. It doesn't really like, get mentioned. It's it didn't even get the mentioned most at the underrated time. movie. Yeah, that's what it is. We talked about movie. this at the time. Even at the time, we were all like, how is this not the most revered? <laughs> and we used to... Someone, someone owned it, and we would watch it regularly. I know. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Martin Short's performance is Dr. Desmond Forrest Oates' Fine Arts Un- Chair. Unbelievable. <laughs> fine Arts Chair. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it might it be the breathtaking. Best, breathtaking. It might be his best performance in a movie. Martin Short. It really it 
that's honestly not so much of an exaggeration. You can't deny that as a possibility. I can't. Well, that's crazy to say, but like it might I, tie, but I don't think anything's better. Right? What I mean, he's often better in small doses, and I don't mean to slight him. It just he just tends to have great smaller characters in movies like Frank. Yeah, like I, I was gonna say is I think Frank. I would imagine Frank would be the one to get the most votes, but get over it's better. He yeah. his part in get over it's better. Is better. He's better. The man's a treasure. He has a lot of great performances, but uh, that was really one of the best. Yeah. What a film that was. Captain Ron? Not better. Still good. Not better. Still good. (laughs) So good. (laughs) But I watched With Nail and I last night for the first time, and I just, it took me like half the movie to get into. What? I struggled. I really struggled. You never saw that movie before? No. And then I watched The Princess Switch 2, switched again, immediately after. That's perfect double bill. That's the kind of thing you go to the drive-thru for right there. Yeah. <laughs> With Neil and I, Princess Switch, colon, 2, back-to-back. <laughs> yep. What an Ooh. evening. Is the, okay, let's, is The Princess Switch switched again better than The Princess Switch number one? Origins. Um. No, it had more promise. It had promise that I I feel like uh, went undelivered. Okay, and I I see that this you know they're asking Hudgens, uh, Luna's favorite actress, to play three favorite roles. Slut. Yeah, so I was I was really excited by that. So I'll give you the recap of the first one. But the first one, it's two Hudgenses switching. In this one, I knew there was going to be a third Hudgens, but I didn't know what the role was going to be. And I, I was very curious. Okay, so we went from two Hudgenses in part one to three Hudgenses in part two. Yep. Triple Hudge? Yep. Triple it should Hudge. have been called the Princess, princess Switch colon Triple Hudge. <laughs> And those three Hudges are Stacy, Margaret, and Fiona? Yeah, so I made my notes as I was watching it, which I usually don't do. And then I was going to wake up and, like, refine them, which I did not do. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I like think, it. I like it. I think I'm ready because it was pretty straightforward. But I'm going to – when they're just being themselves, I'm going to call them by the one name. But when they're switched, I'm going to call them two names, and the first name is who they actually are. So, for example, when Stacy is dressed up as Margaret, I'm going to call her Stacy Margaret. When Stacy is dressed up as Margaret, you're going to call her Stacy Margaret. So, if you dressed as Jeremy, I would call you Samantha Jeremy. Correct. This is uh, naming systems she, you know, are important. She, yeah, this is Sam. I'm nomenclature. Not surprised, but impressed as always with the thought you've put into this. Um, I would have called them all Hudge. Hudge one, Hudge two, and Hudge three. <laughs> These are the problems Shakespeare must have had with Twelfth Night, or maybe adjective Hudge, like it gets very Royal Hudge, Baker Hudge, and uh, Party Planner Hudge. I don't know what the third one is. Yeah, Party Planner Hudge, <laughs> Aristocrat Hudge. No, I right. thought that was Royal Hudge, or is there Royal Hudge and Aristocrat Hudge? We've got two, yeah, two Royal Hudges. Actually, there are three now because Stacy Baker Hudge also became royal in part one we'll get to all of that 
I mean, royalty I'm ain't having... what it used to be, is it? Good <laughs> lord. No, it certainly isn't. Who's the gentry and who isn't? I know. There have no, to be I mean, lines drawn. Don't do, don't there. Yeah, I don't Over I won't this get line, it. you do not. So Stacy, Margaret, and Fiona. Yeah, let me... And so, so, but or which one is new? Which one of the because we gotta we gotta cover switched. One. Yeah, I'm gonna do switch one. Yeah, so Fiona's the new yeah. one. This is like the beginning of Fast and the Furious Five, where they quickly <laughs> told you what happened in the first four. Well, that's how no, Princess Switch first... colon Switch again starts. Is oh, I with, love that. Not with the clips so much, because I love when Furious did it with the clips. This was more yeah. just her voiceovering. Like you might remember. And then just kind Ooh, of voiceover exposition just kind of goes As through you know, it, John. Yeah. But I feel like you need even more details in that opener. So, okay. Princess Witch one starts with Stacy, the baker living in Chicago and her best friend, Kevin, who's her baking partner and his daughter, Olivia. He's a single dad. I think the wife is dead. Not sure. She doesn't exist in the film. And they're business owners. They're small, small business owners. Small business owners. He submits her for a baking competition in the European country of Belgravia. I see. <laughs> Belgravia. I love it. I've yet to visit it. And they get... Do they the, have a functional monarchy in place? They do. Okay. And so they get uh, a ticket to go. They get approved as an entrant. Because he does it on surprise, as a surprise for her. She's nervous to go. He convinces her. So they go to Belgravia. Meanwhile, the Prince of Belgravia, Edward, the crown prince, is engaged to the Duchess of neighbor country, Montenero. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. They just cut up lists of countries into pieces and then put them in a hat and pulled out those pieces. Yeah. But they sound real. Like... If I you know. said it fast in another context, I'd probably just act like it was a real country because I'd be embarrassed to... Yeah. I wouldn't want to second guess. I wouldn't want to risk, yeah. I wouldn't want to risk looking stupid because I don't know anything <laughs> about the world. <laughs> like, if you were just like, uh, yeah, um, yeah, Luna and I, we actually did a quick couple two-week trip in Belgravia, and then you just kept talking, and you're like, back to Croatia after that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, cool, cool. Like, I wouldn't call it out. <laughs> Yeah, we were in Upper Belgravia. The hotels there are better, and actually the swimming is not quite as good. But oh yeah, um, yeah. The prices in Southern Belgravia, as you know, I do. Um, yeah, I was reading about Belgravia in the Global the Mail. I read. Yeah. yeah. I could definitely point it out on a map. I'm a subscriber. <laughs> oh, okay, so I'm sorry. The the Duke, the Prince. What okay, is so he? The crown, so the Crown Prince. Edward of Belgravia Edward. Yeah. Is, in, Belgravia. is engaged to the Duchess Margaret of Montenero. Of Montenero. They just lost the G. Yep. Yeah. So those well, are our players. So there's a subplot. <laughs> so, so they get to the baking contest, and there's a whole subplot with an antagonist in the baking competition, but that doesn't really factor into two. So I'm just going to forget about all of that. Absolutely not. If I don't know what happened in that baking competition, I can't continue. Can I? I would like to know what the object of baking. What are the parameters here? Is this sweets? Is this a patisserie situation, or are we talking bread? Is custard um, in play? I don't I remember everything. the rules, but I know that Stacy focuses on sweets. She's more of a sweet. She's yeah. a pastry chef. Yeah. So the in, I'll fine. If you want to know about the contest, the incumbent winner who thinks they're a shoe in to win again. Once faced with Stacy, gets a little uppity and starts sabotaging. So that's the antagonist I subplot. 
Oh, good. What's his antagonist's Thank name? You. Now um, we can continue. Some girl in the movie. Mm. Incumbent. Mm. So mm-hmm. near the start of the competition, Stacy gets uh, like flour or sugar on herself and has to go to the restroom to clean up where she encounters Duchess Margaret. So Stacy and Margaret are both Hudgenses. Hudge one, Hudge two. And yeah, they're struck by their resemblance. They're not related. Um, and they decide for their own reasons. For Stacy, it's her nerves to be in the contest. For Duchess Margaret, it's to live a commoner's life. They decide to switch, get a taste of each other's lives, Prince and the Popper style. This is a bathroom convo that where yeah. this all gets hashed out? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then the rest of uh, Princess Switch 1 is Margaret Stacy winning the baking competition and Stacy Margaret learning what life is like as a princess of Monte Nero. Duchess of Montenero to be married to the crown prince of Belgravia. Yes, I think Stacy has to... That makes her the queen of Belgravia as well. Yeah, I think the... Or the princess. I think the real Stacy has to come and help the baking in the end. But they stay in their switched form. But they also fall in love with the other's male counterpart, obviously. So So Margaret Stacy falls in love with Kevin, the single dad. And I think the daughter clues into the switch. Yeah, the daughter knows about the switch, but he, he, the men don't. Of and do were they in love with their original bows, or was there trouble in those each of those relationships? They were not. So original Stacy and no Kevin romance. were just friends, and Duchess Margaret and Prince Edward oh, right. were arranged in marriage, but not in love. Arranged, yeah. But then we've created tr- two true love situations through the switchery. Exactly. And so in the end, Stacy marries. Prince Edward becoming Princess Stacy in lieu of Margaret's wedding. And and the secret is revealed to all. She says, I am not Margaret. I am Stacy, a baker from Chicago. But <laughs> love Belgravia is love. And Belgravia accepts her. And Belgravia accepts her. Yes. Meghan Markle styles. Yeah. And, a- and, uh, and Margaret is like, hey, Kevin, I'm actually a princess, a duchess of Mont- Montenero. <laughs> But I love you, and now I'm going to be a baker in Chicago with you and, and learn that trade. She's, no, she stays. She stays, and well, we learn what happens to them in two, but it seems like they're together well, but less stable in their togetherness. Their, their well, relationship is still uh, more fledgling than and they have a lot to over- Crown Edward. They have a lot Crown to Prince Edward. Yeah, They have a business to run, regardless of whether she takes up the baking arts. <laughs> They might have hired someone, but that business, you know, someone's got to pay those bills. Chicago's not a cheap place to uh, rent out a commercial space and whatnot. Not at all. And, like, their donut culture, pastry competition is ruthless. Forget about it. Maybe they should start making deep dish. Don't ever say that to me again. You know how I feel. So I was curious to see who the third Hudgens was going to be. It takes a bit to get to her, so I'll just proceed. Um, So we have the voiceover. Then we find out... That, uh, so Stacy, just regular Stacy, now married to Crown Prince Edward, they're hanging out. He seems to be a little bit frustrated that she's busy all the time with all her princessy engagements and charitable work, and and she's running the business from afar, the Chicago business with Kevin from afar. Wow, and... she didn't. She couldn't walk away from that. No, nope. even though she's princess of Belgravia now, <laughs> yeah. she. Was she an A-type in the bakery business as well? Was she like a real go-getter? Not really. 
Sounds like she's become a bit of a workaholic. Yep. And yes, he's like, we need to make and, time for each other, but she wants to step up her princess game. And can I confirm Edward's parents, the king and queen of Belgravia, they're both around? What's that situation? Um, What's the I crown th- like? I think they, they're not in the movie, but I think they exist. Very good. So it's not the princess and prince reigning over Belgravia currently. Right. I believe he's the heir. He's the heir. And what kind of a country are we talking about here? Like, uh, what's the vibe? Is it a very formal society based around social classes and, and, and whatnot? It doesn't feel that stuffy. Maybe like a, so like, uh, like a those European more... micro countries. Yeah, like a royal Belgium vibe. That's what I was thinking, Belgium. But smaller in All right. size. All right. And like, didn't get too, uh, didn't get too roughed up through World War II. Yeah. Was able to like stay pretty intact. Like it's not, you know. Like some of those other states. Yeah, it feels like they don't have demons. Yeah, you know, the trauma. They're they're like (laughs) a Liechtenstein or something. Yeah, that's a good Liechtenstein. Or Luxembourg. Yeah, you're you're right on the money. Wonderful. Uh, Yeah, it's not a Romania, you know? (laughs) Kind of a bummer. That's rough and tumble. Uh, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) so Edward is feeling neglected. A little bit neglected. And we also learned during their conversation that the king of. Montenero has died and his heir has abdicated, which means that Duchess Margaret is the heir to become queen. Oh, but she's at the bakery. No, she's in Montenero. She's in Montenero. So we also learn... Kevin came to Montenero with her. Well, we learned that they were trying to do long distance and have now broken up in the intervening two years. Damn, son. All right. Couldn't couldn't make it work, and it's been complicated by this queen heir king dead situation. And why does the heir abdicate? What's happening there? We never see the heir or hear anything about it. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we focus. We focus on Stacy and Margaret. Yep. Uh, the heir just moves to Ibiza. Just wants <laughs> yeah. to party. Just wants to party. I'm gonna just yeah. basically do Ibiza for the next thirty years. Honestly, yeah. I get it. I get Have it. you guys ever been to a foam party? <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of EDM lately. I'm not even going to deny it. I get it. Is it too late to start raving? Uh, no. It's never too late. We haven't seen Margaret yet. We're learning all this through Stacy and Edward. Um, but it just sounds like she was next and that's that. Okay. So Stacy then goes to a podium to to judge the baking competition. She's like, I won this two years ago, so this has a special place in my heart. So she judges it. Nothing really comes of it. It's just like a cute moment for her to award uh, the winners of this year who made a mistletoe-inspired pastry dish. And she's like, that's how my husband and I first kissed, was under the mistletoe. So your dish has a special place to me. And then Edward is there, and the, the country seems to have embraced her despite her Chicagoan roots. Nice. So far, this doesn't feel a lot like Spring Breakers. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it doesn't. There. No. When does Gucci Mane show up? <laughs> Is Gucci Mane in the contest? Like, I don't fi- understand. Not until like 55 minutes in. I'm really so. confused. <laughs> so um, then we find out that Margaret's coronation day is Christmas Day. And again, she and Kevin have broken up. Stacy thinks that was a hasty and bad idea and that they can still make it work and is upset that he doesn't plan to come from Chicago to Montanero 
to meet them for the coronation. So she says, hey, Edward, mind if we make a little detour on the way to Montanero? And that detour is to Chicago, which is <laughs> quite off route. That's not a detour because I know exactly where Belgravia is located <laughs> on a map. And so I and Montenegro. Yeah, and Montenegro. <laughs> Montenegro. They roll up. Edward and Stacy roll up to the bakery. And she's like, well, I had to come and check in anyway. But by the way, why aren't you RCPing? Why didn't you RCP yes to the coronation? He's like, it's too late. She wouldn't want me there. And I already sent in my no. And then his kid, Olivia, says, actually... I never sent it, so you haven't RSVP'd yet. It's not too late, which is stupid because you could still change your mind. There are other ways to get around it. Yeah, the note isn't a legally binding contract. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Stacey... Well, do you know uh, Belgravian law? Or... <laughs> of, course, of course I do. I read. I don't, sir. <laughs> this is Montanaran law. I think law. you're stealing valor. <laughs> I was just reading an article, a really cool article the other day, actually, about it. It was cool. I'll send you the link. Don't worry about it. <laughs> It's like a cool legal article. Yeah, hey guys, check out this article. It's so cool. So it went viral. Stacy brings the invite, I guess her invite, and says, "You changed my life two years ago with an invitation to the baking contest. So I want to do the same for you." Which is also crazy, but he agrees, and so they all four fly from Chicago to Montenegro. So Stacy, Edward. Kevin, Olivia the Kid. Now we meet Margaret, soon to be Queen Margaret. And she comes out and is pleased to see Kevin and Olivia. And she's like, I never got your RCP one way or the other, so I wasn't sure if you were going to come. And he says, I hope it's okay I'm here. And she says it is. But it's very awkward because the coronation is many days away. And he just shows up like, I'm just going to be in your crib for this week without any notice. And we're broken up. Cool? Cool. Oh, I thought it was rude. He's going to stay at the palace. Yep. Yeah, that's rude. Even though a palace is humongous and it's like, why not? Like, it'd be kind I of absurd to go there. rent his own Airbnb or something. But let her say, oh, I hope you plan to stay here. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's rude. You can't assume, Kevin. No. So they go in and the palace or castle, whatever it is. Oh, and by the way, they keep having graphics as if I couldn't keep track. Like Pembroke Estate, Palace of Belgravia, every time they switch location. Huh. Like, yeah, the picture of the castle wouldn't do it. We have. Or, like, the context of this scene, which is very clear, wouldn't be enough. I think one of the themes of this movie emerging thus far is that it feels it's very important to write things out. (laughs) That their characters do, but that the filmmakers also do to you, the viewer. Yeah. Uh-huh. I respect it. So the castle is not decorated at all. All the furniture is covered in sheets. Like it's not moved into yet, which I thought was odd. So they're like, oh, you really haven't settled in yet, huh? And she's like, no, not yet. Because she's not mentally prepared to be queen yet. But like someone else lived there before. Why isn't their stuff out? Yeah, and it's it's not really... You don't decorate your own castle. These things have staffs. They're like businesses unto themselves. And you might like do your fine touch, make some changes. But it's like, isn't that sort of a movie trope to have all the old furniture with sheets over it and then they uncover and the staff comes in and they just fall into their routine? All I know is that they say... It is a delightful trope, actually. (laughs) Right. They just say, oh, but the ball's coming up. 
you haven't decorated at all. She's like, I know. And then there's a montage of them going to buy a Christmas tree and like having it be difficult to wield. And then suddenly the entire place and exterior are filled with lights and tinsel and poinsettia, all, all the stuff, all the gear everywhere. Okay. Just with the five of them doing it. It was a very, there's a party city nearby. Yeah, (laughs) uh, exactly. They, they're just lucky that way. They get, they live close to one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For an enormous palace. So yeah, it's instantly transformed and they're like, Oh, we did a really great job. How about some hot chocolate? And then what the hell is this movie? (laughs) We did a really great job. Who said that? That's not. It's a little much. Is this a Stacey, Mormon film? Stay humble. Stay humble, guys. You'll drink your hot chocolate when you damn well earned it. So, yeah, Olivia says, "Oh, I was just about to play a game with Stacy and Edward. So, Dad, why don't you and Margaret make the hot chocolate?" And they're like, "Very subtle, Olivia," but they go off to do it because everyone wants them back together. So they go off to the hot chocolate making room in the palace to make the hot chocolate. Yeah, and he makes fun of her. Like, have you ever even been in this kitchen before? And they have a bit of fun. And then she's, yeah, slash hot chocolatery. She's reaching for a sugar uh, packet. He reaches for it awkwardly. Like, oh, allow me. It comes falling down. They get, like, poofed in sugar. And then they get in a sugar fight. It's very playful. Were you moved by the working in of sugar packets as a key kitchen ingredient. <laughs> well, it was like a big bag. I, I want. Say, you just I, I prefer because that's how you call them. But it was a bag of sugar. Yeah, it was like a sack. Yeah, it was a sack. But I only see sugar in individual form. Pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, that's a bit of fun. And it, Kevin's in his element because he's a baker, so he's this ain't his first sugar fight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As the saying goes, he's been in a few dirty Chicago fights. <laughs> Those are a different vibe. So then, uh, Duchess Margaret, soon to be Queen Margaret, is being told what her upcoming schedule is. She has a secretary, um, female. I forget her name. She's important. I'll call her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call her uh... Tracy. Tracy. A secretary, female, is it Olivia? No, Olivia's a kid. Mindy? Is it Mindy? No. Is it Shannon? Don't know. Is it Antonio? No, he's coming next. (laughs) Mrs. Donatelli? Yeah, Mrs. Donatelli. That's a great name. Let's call her that. So, Mrs. Donatelli is, like, part of her team, and she was aware of the switch in part one. Okay. She's kind of the um. She's kind of the Hector Elizondo in yes. the Princess Diaries of the film. Exactly. <laughs> she's, she's the, the Elizondo. Yeah. <laughs> right. So she gives her her marching orders and says, "You have to go to the big Montanero concert, but don't worry, you don't have to make a speech. You can just be there, clap, go to the reception. No, no big pressure moments because she's shy from the spotlight." And just to confirm, like, Margaret's whole vibe, I assume, on getting at least, please confirm, and in, in one as well, is, like, she's the princess who's not really interested in being a princess. Um, is that the idea? 
Like, it, it seemed like that at first in the first one, or at least didn't want to. She didn't want to marry an arrangement, and I think she wasn't sure if she wanted to be a royal. But I think by the end of one, she's recommitted to it, and now okay. she seems to be kind of going headstrong into this new challenge. Oh, okay. So I was like, well, she keeps, you know, like, oh, we. I don't even have the castle ready to go. I've got everything under sheets. It was like I was getting the vibe like she's not interested in it. But I think you, she is. I think she feels unprepared and unsure, but not uninterested. Got it. Well, she wasn't even expecting this either. Exactly. It wasn't until her brother decided to go live in Ibiza that this was even <laughs> an option for her. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So well, maybe she re- realized that she likes money and living in a bakery is not going to get her there. And so just to clarify more of her vibe a little bit stacy has like looser curly hair more of a casual garb and even though she's princess now and margaret has more of like a helmet hairsprayed very stiff hair uh very stiff mannerisms and uh, more formal garb yes being of royal blood and whatnot her hair is they're known for their hair stiffness (laughs) it's amazing I feel like that's one of those things that is like, you know, we're all bros here, but that that is a very female thing, a way to describe a character, I feel. Like, <laughs> it just never occurred to me in a million years to describe someone's hairstyle. I feel yeah, Tell people... me about her vibe. Well, her hair's firm. <laughs> her hair's more curly. It's just, you know, just one of those moments where uh, I think gender, gendered, uh, el- gendered elements come into play. I won't deny I forget, it. I forget people have hair. Like, I don't even... I thought I you were forget. gonna say I forget you're a girl. <laughs> no, not at all. I don't see gender. <laughs> not at all. But those are moments where it, it 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 often doesn't matter who what gender we are. But then sometimes it's like, oh yeah, girls think about other girls' hair <laughs> a lot, <laughs> and yep. boys' hair. Women hair. could be bald. We wouldn't notice. We wouldn't I think notice about hair. I think about hair. Yeah. I would notice. I, I I apologize. I don't want to speak for men. I should be only speaking for myself. I don't maybe think about it as much as Samantha does. I'm not going to go and claim that. I can't know how much hair thinking is in her head, but I have an idea. So, like a lot. Yeah, like a lot. Like, (laughs) it's probably like, you know, like 41% of what you think about. Definitely when I'm watching stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it really matters what, like, you're looking at what the hairstyle choices were and what the clothing choices were. And if I don't like the choice, I find it very distracting. I think that's what it is. You can't ignore hair. Maybe you're not thinking about it, but it's there. It's striking it's me there. at all times. Yeah. And the filmmakers didn't. Like, they absolutely thought about those hair choices. And they were like, Margaret, straight, helmet style. <laughs> Stacy, bit of a curl. She's more cash. Like, they thought they had, they Now we're going to bring a third Hudge 3 into play. Wait till we get to three. her hair. Very wait different. I can't wait to hear what her hair is styled like. They were considering the title Princess Switch colon three hairstyles, but <laughs> they thought it would be confusing because it's only the second movie. Yeah. Princess Switch colon two colon three hairstyles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to Margaret. So Margaret is in a meeting with Antonio. I believe he's a new character. He was advisor to the king, now deceased, for the last three years, and Margaret is keeping him on to stay in that role. They grew up together, went to school together, and are friends. And she trusts him. But What kind of advisor are we talking about? 
while he was like, I'm going to come to that meeting that you have with the counselors or whatever. And she said, did you always go to things like that with the previous king? And he says, no, but you're still kind of getting your sea legs. I felt that he was trying to horn in, but that she didn't identify it. And I, you know, I hear advisor to the previous royal. I always think like an old person, um, like a senior person. And and this guy, this guy's a young hotshot. Yep. Yeah. I don't trust Antonio. Neither did I. Stacy mm. is skeptical herself because she observes them in this meeting. And then afterwards, she confronts Margaret about the relationship and what the vibe is between them. Because she's also concerned that he would be a romantic interloper because she's still shipping Margaret and Kevin. Kevin, of course. We all want Margaret and Kevin to patch <laughs> things up. It, it ended too soon. And he's a baker. She's a duchess. Now, soon to be queen. Yep. And Give it time. Margaret says, we're just friends. We grew up. All the stuff that I just said, um, it, it made sense to keep him on in the role. He's so much more seasoned, and I've just known him my whole life. Fair enough. Gorge. <laughs> then, he lives nearby or something? Doesn't matter. Unclear. He's just always around. He's always around. I guess yeah. you could just hire people, you know? In that position, you'd just be like, yeah, he's he's been around. Uh, he advised my dad on something. It's I'll not just, even uh... her dad. It was, I think it was her uncle who was the king. Oh. So she really yeah. didn't think she was in line for the throne. It's like a King Ralph situation. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of excellent royalty films. Oh my god, I'm watching that movie tonight. <laughs> I haven't seen that in so long. Oh, it's so good. The I remember seeing dick the theater. Joke. It always delivers. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> Some things never age. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're we're keeping our eye out for Antonio, as is Stacy. Yep. So that night is the Christmas ball for which they hastily decorated the entire palace as if somehow it would be ready without their effort. That's right, and did a really good job, as I remember, according to them. <laughs> yep. But to be fair, they did. <laughs> yeah. <it's... laughs> yeah. Looks great. It's a big place. Yeah, enormous. Okay. So throughout the ball, uh, Margaret is dancing with Antonio, probed by Stacy and Olivia. Kevin cuts in, and they do uh, a big number, you know, like a crowd surrounds them kind of situation, ballroom number. Okay. Yep. Everyone, all eyes on them, just watching yeah. the two of them. Seems okay. like the passions are still there. But then before they get to really comment to each other on their feelings the third hudgens arrives fiona oh here we go triple <laughs> hudge go we triple hudged it all right let's start with it what's the hair looking like platinum blonde down Whoa. to the waist what curly Whoa. um and she's very sleek she's wearing pants not a ball gown like nice pants a pants suit and the fascinator bold red lip she's like the kardashian of the Montanero family. So she's cousins to Margaret. Can you remind me what a fascinator is again? It's the thing that's like not quite a hat. It like affixes to the side of your head. Right. A fascinator. I think that's yeah. overselling a bit, that name. <laughs> it's just so perfectly British. It's wonderful. I ordered a janky one off Amazon when I went to the horse races last year. <laughs> How many stars did it have? I mean, I gave it five. I got one for me and one for my friend whose birthday it was, and I think she was moved to have it. 
She put it on at least. Was and it the same were... one or different colors? Different ones. Um, these different were ones. Horse, horse races taking place in the California area. Mm-hmm. Were any was anyone else wearing a fascinator <laughs> track that day? I don't think they were. No. So she so comes she in. Just comes, she just comes walking in like mid dance. She like, comes what's, in mid dance and like she ah. calls over to like the herald guy. And she's like, "Announce me, you know, do the thing." But he's flustered. It's like out of order, and so she just kind of rolls in brashly with her two minions male and female would you call her hot to trot i would yeah i thought so (laughs) as one who knows how it feels to be hot to trot i sensed Mm -hmm. it in her fiona Mm -hmm. colon hot to trot (laughs) colon switched again (laughs) so we also learned there's a toy drive it doesn't really matter but comes up a little bit later uh for the montanerans um excellent we also fun. learned that Fiona's dad had a peanut allergy. I thought that was, and died. I thought that was going to come up again. It <sighs> doesn't, but I wrote it down. Uh, no, that's wow, tragic. that's tragic. That is, yeah, all more call the all too common these days. You know, Upsetting. peanut allergies. So, it's a real issue. Netflix. As, as she's kind of making the rounds and like fawning over Kevin and Edward. Meanwhile, her minions are pickpocketing all the guests. <laughs> well, this is some wild shit right here. Isn't she a high society woman? Yes, but okay. So then, low they... class, high society. She's also a, apparently a Fagin figure <laughs> running a, a league of pickpockets. Yeah. So they leave, and Kevin asks what her deal is because he never met her before. And Margaret says her dad left her a vast fortune. I guess that's why the peanut allergy death came up, but she's been squandering it. We don't know to what extent right now, but when we cut back to Fiona and the Minions at the Pembroke estate, which is her family estate, they're going over uh, what they all what they uh, clipped, and uh-huh. it's like all crap, like all just like knickknacks, nothing valuable. And so she's mad that they did a bad job. And she's like, I've squandered get, all my I'm fortune. They, they didn't get good stuff from the guests at a royal ball? <laughs> no. I don't understand. I didn't understand it either. Whoa. Okay, so they're still living in the Pembroke estate, though. But it, is it, like, gutted and empty as if they've, like... Ever... Not yet, but it feels like imminent ruin will come to her if she doesn't, like, reverse course. Okay. And the minions, we don't really know anything about them. I, they don't seem to be royal in their own right or specifically her staff they're just like her two goons of a similar age back at the montanero palace margaret's palace antonio interrupts a moment between margaret and kevin kevin leaves them to it and he proclaims himself to her and gives her a fancy necklace diamonds which he's he just con- straight up he says like i'm about it yep like i think we could be something I know we've been friends for a long time, but lately I've been feeling like there's more and I'm interested. And she doesn't know how to respond. She's confused, but thinks that, yeah, he does know the like protocol of the position. And she confides all this into Stacy, who is very skeptical. She says, but you're meant to be with Kevin. And Margaret says, I thought I was, but clearly it didn't work out because we couldn't withstand my new circumstances, and should love really be this hard? 
Those are great questions. <laughs> I mean, ideally, no. But ideally, no. But it, there are, but there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of factors in play here. A lot of balls in the air. A lot. Yeah, yeah. And she, her circumstances are unique. You know, she's about to become the queen of Belgravia. Like, love is going to be a little harder for the queen. Montenero. Of Montenero. Montenero. Oh my god, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> I know. There's two kingdoms. It's really hard. I'm such a peasant. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I know where they are on a map. <laughs> For sure, me too. Um, so then Antonio summons Kevin for a private audience, and Olivia overhears their conversation. And Antonio, in a passive-aggressive, gentle, but really in a dissing way and negging way, says, maybe it's best that you guys work up. You know, she needs someone who can be a real partner, who understands this lifestyle. And, I mean, you're a baker. I'm sure you're a great one, but that's just a different skill and a different life and she needs someone who can fulfill being the king is that really you and kevin is awash in self-doubt he doesn't pick up the uh shade side of that he actually just considers it as a legitimate piece of advice yeah i'm team kevin i'm just gonna put it out there you're yeah you're you're i think you should take over both countries i think i'm team edward He's not in it much, and he's basically hapless, but I have a soft spot for him. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I forgot Edward was a character in this movie. You were, <laughs> Me I too. Like, I had to look that? who it was. Who's Edward? Right. He's the actual prince. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. So Olivia runs to Stacey. Olivia has heard Antonio telling off Kevin, and she says, we have to up our game for this reunion plan of ours, which had not been established that they had one. But anyway... She's like, I have an idea. So then, immediately Olivia after that... Olivia has the idea? Yeah, Olivia has the idea. Olivia yeah, this, has it. She's precocious. <laughs> Stacy approaches Margaret and says, you don't have enough time to spend with Kevin in a meaningful way because of your official duties, even though she seems to have not that many. But anyway, she says, I'll <laughs> trade you like we did before, and then you can have some quality one-on-one time with Kevin, see how you really feel, and I'll go to the concert for you because you don't really have to do anything. You just have to be there and wave, and I can do that, no problem. But by the way, I'm not going to tell Edward. I'll just fake sick because he really didn't like that we did this before, and I promised I'd never do it again. Okay, I have a question that I probably should have asked earlier since it's like the whole fundamental premise of the movies. And now I'm just looking at images of like Vanessa Hudgens talking to Vanessa Hudgens, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm realizing what this is now. Like, was it ever acknowledged that, like, holy shit, we look identical to each other? Yeah, in the bathroom in the first one. In the bathroom combo. Sw- the swap That's it. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> and then when Fiona showed up in this movie, is anyone like, holy shit, you look exactly like the two of us? <laughs> A little bit. They're like, oh, the family resemblance between Margaret and Fiona is uncanny. They're all three characters are played by the same actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like the Clark Kent Superman thing. <laughs> yeah, no one seems Except concerned. In her case, it's blonde hair. Or confused ever by which is which. I think it's because you're hair blind, Jeremy. <laughs> no, I, I am. <laughs> I am hair blind. <laughs> I am hair blind. I don't see it. It's better hair. than being face blind. Some people have that, and it's a real problem. But hair blind, like, yeah, you know, it just gives you trouble when discussing specifically movies like this. Yeah. People are like, do you mean the person with the blonde hair or the black hair? And I'm like, hair? They had hair? 
super hard on me. <laughs> Meanwhile, oh. Fiona is plotting how to get a bigger score, money-wise, after the pickpocketing went badly. And she figures that bigger I'm... Than nothing. Yeah, I'm going to switch with Margaret. She's telling this to her goons. I'm going to switch with Margaret up until the coronation. At which point I'll transfer a large sum of money to the Cayman Islands in my name. And then we can switch back. And I'll go there and can't be extradited. And I'll just have this nest egg. And she can come back to being queen. What a okay. Dream. Sounds like a good plan, but she has to convince Margaret now to agree to switch with her. Well, the goons say, well, yeah, you might be able to pull off the look. They do make fun of her having more junk in her trunk, which I thought was fun. Um, like, no one will Body notice shaming. that. But <laughs> but how are you going to get Margaret to go along with it? And she says, we won't have to. We'll just nab her and keep her under wraps oh. and set her free when we're done. Yeah, that's the only way to pull this Keep off. Keep her under wraps for a What kind of a period of time are they talking here? Well, the coronation's meant to be Christmas, and it's a few days off. So they're going to kidnap her and imprison her in some sort of confined space where nobody <laughs> well, can find drain, her or hear from her. Drain the, the, the family finances for a period of days or months. That's the plan. I'd just kill her. I think it's cleaner. I'd I murder her. That would be better, but I don't think Fiona wants to be queen long term. She wants a short term still... gain leave she could still leave and they'd be like where'd the queen go mm. <laughs> i guess i don't think they're allowed to talk about killing in this movie probably not too it's it's the wholesome netflix okay mm-hmm. yeah i wasn't sure how wholesome it was i didn't know i don't know where netflix netflix you know i don't what's their brand it's it's if, you know if you told me this was a hallmark movie i'd be like i would never have suggested such a thing but it kind of is though isn't it it's very similar the only thing that's suggestive is at the beginning when Edward is trying to convince Stacy to hang out with him. It's like, there are other things we could do. And that was it. Mm. Yeah. I'm blushing. Like sexual intercourse? (laughs) I mean, that felt like a little bit bold. Sexual intercourse? I I can't speak to that. It felt too bold for me. I see. I thought they were just going to play like Twister in the bedroom. Yeah. (laughs) In the bedroom. Fully clothed. Just lay a Twister mat down across the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Invite some other people over. Obviously, it's better with a group. Well, and, and you need uh, someone to spin. You need someone to spin. Yeah. You, once you're in your position, yeah, who spins? Exactly. Have you guys ever played Twister in your life? Sure, I have. I have. I have. Yeah. Played it's Twister fun. many times. I just always really hated the idea of having a butt in face. My butt, my face. Either way, I didn't like it. I found it very amusing. <laughs> yeah, I found it very amusing too. <laughs> I would almost go out of my way to make sure that my butt was in someone's face, even when it didn't need to be. My butt is in your face. The goons say, well, how are you going to know where she is? And Fiona says, that won't be hard. So she goes to visit the castle, bringing a like really tiny wrapped present for the toy drive. That's why I brought up the toy drive. That's her cover story. She chats with Edward and learns that Stacy bailed on the concert. Stacey has herself bailed on the concert, feigning illness, and then that's where Margaret's going to be. So she knows how, and she also learns how they switched in the first place in the bathroom, which doesn't seem like it's that complicated. That has a real light bulb moment for her, and she reports back to her goons, like, I know the perfect way. 
in the bathroom. What? That the bathroom was not the key. The, I know. The the doing of the switch is the key. I, I agree. How did she learn about the plot of Switch One? Edward just blabbed all that? Yeah, like it's kind of common knowledge and okay. she is cousin, so she's like, Did they really switch no one knew? Like how did that all go down? It's just casual conversation in his mind. Right. Oh, maybe she meant how did they switch like in the moment and like during an event or something like that and the bathroom is the only place you can do it. It's not it doesn't seem like a big revelation, but I understand yeah. maybe what she's trying to get Some at. Some functional info for her like where else can we swap clothes without anyone noticing but if she's kidnapping her she could just kidnap her and then take her clothes or like be already ready in margaret form i if i were her i would go for an unmarked van (sighs) they kind of do that vw but i'm not quite there yet so they both do the makeover so stacy and margaret switch and they're having a blast doing it and trading all their jewelry and oh Doing their different hairstyles. Stacy is straightening her hair and Margaret is curling (laughs) her hair. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Stacy even chokes on the hairspray when she's making her helmet. Oh, yeah. Because she's not used to that. She's just a down-home Chicago baker. Yeah. Loose hair. Loose curls. Loose hair. Loose (laughs) curls. And again. Loose morals. Stacy's going to go to the concert as Margaret and give a speech or something. She doesn't have to do a speech. That's why it's. she's like, it's no big deal. I just can, like, be there, wave from, like, the royal balcony, go to the party, you know, mingle with a couple people, like, no formal presentation. And meanwhile, this frees Margaret up for alone time with Kevin. Correct. All right. What a dumb plan. I support it. (laughs) Oh, and they also tell Kevin that they're doing this. He's like, that's crazy. And they're like, nope, we're doing it. But they don't tell Edward because he'd be upset. Edward's a bit basic in that way. Yeah. I know you're Team Edward, but uh, yeah. like he prefers to keep things. He's already had his excitement in his uh, Prince career. You know? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. He seems happy to be kept out of the loop, quite honestly. <laughs> He's like, wacky stuff already happened in the last movie. Yeah. He's like, I'm good, guys. <laughs> but what I did find interesting was that he doesn't notice the switch. And I'll jump ahead. Of course he doesn't. But Antonio does. So who's the real love match if you don't even know that your beloved has been switched? Mm. I, I don't know. Antonio, I don't trust him. Edward's dumb. Edward's just <laughs> Edward's really dumb. dumb. Antonio, I don't trust. That only leaves Kevin. I'm willing to believe that he just, just he loves Stacy. He's just too dumb to realize when it's not Stacy. <laughs> So Fiona does her makeover into Margaret style, having to color her hair dark and change her makeup and style. So that happens concurrently, both makeovers. Then Margaret Stacy is sitting, waiting to go. Kick it with Kevin? No, Stacy Margaret. Stacy Margaret Margaret. is waiting to get picked up to go to the concert. And Edward approaches her thinking that it's Margaret for real. And he says, I really need some advice about Stacy, Margaret. (laughs) (laughs) This should go well. (laughs) He says, she's so occupied all the time. It feels like maybe she regrets our marriage. And I'm just worried about our relationship because she keeps doing everything to avoid me. And Stacy, Margaret, just says, I promise you, Edward, everything's going to be okay. But Stacy, Margaret, who just heard her own husband say this, doesn't seem to react to it. Like, she doesn't seem to feel bad or unsettled. Right. Thrown by this Anything. 
Nothing. She knows, though, right? I mean, she knows that things are not so intimate. I don't think I don't think she knew he felt that much concern. Mm. Enough concern to go to a woman that looks identical (laughs) to his wife for advice because they look the same. So they must think the same. But they're friends. They stay in touch. And so all Stacy Margaret can do is just sort of, you know, think on her feet. This is quite a revelation to hear that your husband thinks your marriage is falling apart. And she comes back with, it will all work out. Here's my advice. (laughs) Here's my advice. I need your advice. Here's my advice. It's going to be fine. It'll it'll all work out. Yep. Thanks. That really helped. So (laughs) Olivia interrupts them because she knows about the switch. And she says, Edward, can you take me shopping? And he's like, but what? wait, we're going to the what? concert, aren't we? And she says, no, I just need, I need to, yeah. I want to get a gift for my dad while we're here. So he's like, all right. So he takes her to, into Party town. City? Yeah. And <laughs> while they're shopping at one of the stores, he's about to call Stacy to check on her. And Olivia says, you shouldn't. And he says, why are you trying to keep me from talking to my wife? And she says, Edward, I'm going to level with you. You're a bit of a helicopter husband. You're just fussing over her too much. And sometimes she needs her own space. And that really resonates with him. And he thinks that it's true. Even though Olivia just made it up to keep him from finding out about the switch. Ooh, Olivia. He's a simple man. <laughs> yeah. Olivia is the mastermind of everything, it seems. A little, almost maybe to a fault. She might, Oh, Olivia might I love her precociousness. Don't get me wrong. I love a precocious young child. Uh, aren't you film. worried about her losing her childhood itself? <laughs> By involving herself with the affairs of grown um, switcheries and switcheroos. And royal switcheroos. Olivia's already acting like a 55-year-old, like, meddlesome aunt at this point. So <laughs> I think childhood is long gone for her. Um, so, yeah, like, that's kind of overstepping. Like, now she's inserted a new fake problem in their marriage. <laughs> yeah. He's upset. He's upset? Oh, no. But does he, does he decide that he's going to work on it? Yeah, and he's like, you're right, I won't call her. He steps back. So that's maybe he's upset, wants. but that's not what Stacy wants at all. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, Olivia, I know, really getting her Freaking, foot in that yeah. situation. So, Absolutely. Meanwhile, Stacy Margaret is at the concert, waving, doing the things as planned. Cut to Margaret Stacy meeting Kevin at a Santa's village. But he's like, we have it all to ourselves. What do you want to do? Do you want to make a gingerbread house? Like, it's like all the things, except that no one else is in the market. It's all closed down. So like That's... a Christmas market thing? Yeah. An outdoor? Okay. Yeah. And again, if people were to see them on the street right now, they wouldn't look at Margaret Stacy and go, holy shit, it's the queen of Montenero. They'd say, oh, no, it's the curly hair. It's just that woman that looks identically like her and pretended to be her that one time. It's just the princess of Belgravia from Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Princess Princess of Belgravia, Chicago edition. (laughs) By way of Chicago. So, cut back to the concert hall. Fiona and the goons park at a loading door and they repeat their plan which is for them to sneak the goons to sneak in and nab margaret who is stacy they don't know that and drag her to the bathroom where fiona will be waiting in margaret form 
I assume there's not a lot of security at these events. <laughs> Seems not. It's no. a very trustworthy country, Belgravia. Mm-hmm. Montenegro. Or Montenegro. <laughs> oh, Montenegro. Both yeah. of them, really, from what both I've of them very learned open. over the years. Absolutely. The royal families are very engaged with the communities in both nation states. Cut back to the Santa's village. Margaret Stacy and Kevin are making snowmen and talking about the relationship. And we what learn that just telling you what I saw. Who, beha- <laughs> who, what couple behaves like this? So we learn, and I guess I forgot from number one, that what brought Margaret and Kevin together in the first place was their shared love of spontaneity. And (laughs) that's the best joke I've heard in this movie so far. Let's Let's see what they get up to, guys. But but now that Margaret has been thrust into this impending queendom, she doesn't have the freedom to be spontaneous like she used to be. And the abdicating cousin ruined it. And um, she has to be much more formal now with her engagements. And he doesn't want to hold her back. And he kind of echoes what Antonio said. Uh-huh. But they both immediately say, well, you're the one who said you were okay being friends, but I only said that because you said it. Well, I only said it because you said it or because you agreed. They have a laugh and no. they agree to, Silly spon- yeah, to spontaneously give it another try, sealed with a kiss. I have no questions. I don't think there's anything spontaneous about this. She had no, already agreed really to disguise herself to as another woman <laughs> solely for the purpose of spending time with him to see yeah. if the relationship had life. There was a lot of lead up. It's the opposite of spontaneity. <laughs> it's the opposite of spontaneity. This is exactly what a date is. <laughs> they're on like they're on rails like a train, barreling in one direction. <laughs> Back to the party. The uh, female goon distracts Mrs. Pennywinkle, whatever her name is. Uh, <laughs> John Jelly. <laughs> Mrs. Pennywinkle. <laughs> Mrs. Donatelli Pennywinkle, yeah. Okay, yeah. so female goon, get uh, female Dickensian pickpocket, <laughs> yeah, says dis- what to her? Distracts her, like just starts That's flapping it. her gums at her. Meanwhile, <laughs> the male goon spills a drink on. Stacy Margaret and the female right. goon, she gets into that. She's like, Oh, I, I know the perfect way to, uh, to like club soda that or whatever. Let's just take yeah, you quickly to the bathroom. That. She drags her off into the bathroom and then clicks the door locks. This is just like a public shared bathroom in this concert hall. What kind of a royal situation is this? There's no security, there's no oversight, nothing. So That's she Montanero, clo- baby. Yeah, so she locks. The bathroom door, the main bathroom door, and then Fiona Margaret chloroforms Stacy Margaret. I'm happy there's a chloroforming in this film. <laughs> yeah. I love a chloroforming. <laughs> love it. No, but yep. movie style, so she's probably out immediately, right? Immediately. And oh, the goons okay. drag her out. Fiona Margaret assumes... Is there a back door? <laughs> to the washroom? <laughs> yeah. I don't we... aware. <laughs> we don't see that part. They just do it. We just cut to them, like, having her dragged into the car. Okay. The van. Yeah. Who's that body that you're dragging that looks exactly <laughs> like the queen? <laughs> no, nobody. There, Don't as worry you know, about it. There are other people in the world who weirdly look exactly like the queen. <laughs> yeah. It's one of them. She's in the bathroom. <laughs> so, uh, Fiona Margaret now joins the reception, but she doesn't know enough to stand in for the real Margaret. Like, an old friend approaches her tries to catch up and she just like is not able to and just is rude about it she's like yeah yeah uh, 
School, great, gotta go. Yeah, cool story, bro. Gotta <laughs> go. <laughs> Meanwhile, Stacy Margaret is taken unconscious to a basement lair. Yeah, good. Some old building. I was looking forward to the lair. So they've transported her now in a Volkswagen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. To and, an undisclosed location. Yeah. And now right. Margaret Stacy comes back after her great date with Kevin, and she's recapping it to Fiona Margaret, thinking that it's Stacy Margaret. They're back in the main Montenero Palace. Correct. Margaret's Palace. Yep. Okay. And uh, Fiona Margaret realizes her mistake. That she switched the wrong person. But instead of just backtracking and slipping out of this mess and maybe trying again, she goes full lean in, keeps her accent as Margaret, and says, I don't know what you're talking about, Stacy. I'm going to tell Edward you've been trying to cheat on him with Kevin. And if you don't get out of my chambers, I'm going to call the guards. She is so smart. She <laughs> I, says, I, "I thought that was cool." She figures out what's going on, and she goes, "No, I'm not going to acknowledge that this is Margaret Stacy. I'm going to act as if this is Stacy Stacy." Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was the first moment is... where something kind of went over my head. I got to be honest. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> But you brought it back home, Jeremy. Oh, my God. I have to say it out loud or I'm going to lose it. (laughs) The machinations now. What a move by Fiona Margaret. I know. I thought it was cool. Unbeknownst to us, this became a science film at some point. (laughs) (laughs) What? I thought it was cool, but it's uh, short-lived. Because I thought this had a lot of legs that maybe Stacy was going to have to be worried about this and prove herself. Yes. Turns out, nope. You know, like conflict. <laughs> like what we what we often call conflict or drama. Doesn't happen. Ah, that's cool. So, instead, Edward... Instead. <laughs> oh, so that's instead, Margaret. Nothing happens. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to make sure I'm saying all the right stuff. Fiona Margaret accuses Margaret Stacy of being... Just Stacy. Stacy, Stacy. Yes. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? What are you doing? Why are you on a date with... Kevin, you are married to Edward. Yes. And I'm going to tell him. And is it an ultimatum? I'm going to tell him or else something? It's just like, get out of here. I'm going to call the guards on you. Okay. And going back to Margaret Stacy. No. Mm-hmm. Stacy Margaret. She's just in the lair still. She's in the lair. Did she? Yes. Did she wake up? Not yet. Okay. All right. That's an important question. Because as soon as she wakes up, he's going to. Now she knows what's. She doesn't until now know that she's been taken. Wait, no, I sorry. Chloroform works immediately. I changed my tune. Yeah. She has woken up because by the time they're dragging oh. her into the lair, she's shouting, "You've got the wrong person. I'm Stacy." But I'm they're Stacey. like dim-witted and they haven't seen Princess Witch one, so they don't buy into it. Right, and the hair. And the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's literal proof. It's bang on. So, Margaret they're just Dickensian street urchins, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So Margaret Stacy approaches Edward, and he immediately believes the explanation. But as they're discussing things, Fiona Margaret fires Mrs. Pennywise, Donatelli, Pickelsbury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so she's storming through the hall like, "I can't believe it! After all these years, 
she cans me right before the coronation, and now she's moving up the coronation to be today. What's happening? Margaret Stacy confides in the secretary, Mrs. Donatelli. So now Margaret Stacy, Edward, and Mrs. Donatelli are in on it and aware of what's happening together. And they, they all know that that is Fiona Margaret. Well, at first they're like, I'm Margaret, so I don't know why she didn't want to switch back with me. And then Margaret's like, well, that can't really be Stacy. She wouldn't behave that way. And so slowly, not even that slowly, the pieces all fall into place. She's like, it's got to be Fiona, the other doppelganger. Yeah, in this that's, switch a, that's mess. a bit of a jump to make. I know the switcheroos are, have, there's precedent there, but just like to say, yeah, she wouldn't act that way, so it must be Fiona. <laughs> like that's, I don't know. Does lightning really strike twice? <laughs> well, but but they live in a world where the fact is there are these three women that look identical to each other. I guess if you live in a world where that's true, switcheroos are like something you always have to think about. Like yeah. Maybe you're more open to switch. <clears throat> you're you? more open to switcheroos. Man, imagine having triplets. Rough. It must be really difficult because apparently they're just switching places all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Going to each other's jobs. Yeah. Swapping yeah. wives and stuff. Sw- yeah, swapping lovers. Yeah. It's, it's rough. So as Margaret, Stacy, Ke- Edward, and Mrs. Dontelli are figuring this out, Kevin comes by Fiona Margaret to recap their date. And she says, because she kind of heard about it from the real Margaret, like, oh, when Margaret yep. Stacy was trying to tell her how well it went, so yep. she has gleaned a little bit. She's like, you know, I realize we said that we were going to give this a go, but now that I'm back at the palace 20 minutes later, I've given it a lot of thought, and it's just not going to work out. <laughs> you need to get the hell out of here. Well, I got to say, that Kevin should love, because what we know about him is that he loves spontaneity. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, way to go, Margaret. Yeah, that's spontaneous. You did it again. You, yeah, got me again. That's my what I happiness love about does you. not matter. <laughs> not, oh, it's second to spontaneity, obviously. So he and Olivia leave abruptly by car. He's upset. Yeah, he's upset. He's upset. They, oh, leave, by... they leave the palace? Yeah. Books of flight? In the country. We're on their way. By the way, so oh. in the first one, there's a, like an old man kind of Santa figure who like pops up occasionally. Like he pops up in Chicago and then he pops up in Montenero and Belgravia in ways that are geographically improbable. And he doesn't really do anything, but there is a glimmer of supernatural essence in him. And he is Kevin's driver to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Vague potential angel figure. Does he have a twinkle in his eye? For sure. (laughs) He's got a lot of, he's got twinkles everywhere. (laughs) We'll call him Mr. Digglesworth. (laughs) (laughs) So they figure out the switch with Margaret Stacy, Edward and Margaret Stacy. Oh, they're like, where would she stash her? It's got to be at the house. Got to be at the Pembroke estate, which is her house. Because that's the only place she would stash a kidnappee. No, there's kidnap lairs. Yeah, but they are right, they? foolishly. Oh, what a bummer. Yeah, I know. So I guess it's a small country, so there's not a lot of places you can go. Yeah, it's not yeah. only so many yeah. places you can stash. So Edward and Margaret Stacy go off to find Stacy. 
And he also, like, kind of just yells out to Mrs. Pennywise. I can't remember her name. This is Donatelli. That, Donatelli. Like, it's like Donatello, but... Okay, uh, that helps. Him. It's like, call the, like, councilman and try and delay the coronation. Because Fiona Margaret has tried to reschedule it for that very day instead of waiting for Christmas. To get okay. the ball rolling on her money exchange. Do they know about... Do they know why Fiona wants to become crowned queen as Fiona Margaret? Do they know what she's after? No, not long term. Yeah. They're just in the here like... and now. Yep. They just know it's not it's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So Antonio okay. approaches Fiona Margaret and immediately notices that there's a switch. And that's when yeah, I was like, perception. maybe Antonio really loves these people or deserves it. Like he's paying attention. <laughs> not like Edward of his own wife, but yeah, she has like a little tattoo on her right wrist and there's details. Um, so he spots Sorry, it. she doesn't cover the tattoo? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Antonio's powers of reception are so she, great that he's able to change notice her hair. Tattoo. <laughs> and yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. What's All it right. a tattoo of? Um, I, I, I forget. No, it's pretty little. Maybe like a little bird or something. That's nice. <laughs> so he says, you've got two options. Number one, I rat you right now. Or number two, we partner and I get a chunk of that wealth. I've determined correctly that you're out to get. There you go. Maybe nice. they haven't been scheming ahead of time, but they're scheming now. Exactly. And he, he says, once you flee, after paying me a healthy fee, the real Margaret never needs to know I was part of this. Like, I can be victim just as well as everyone else or out of the know just as everyone else. Yeah. That, so to throw them off her trail, essentially. Well, and to still keep his job. He'll just have this nest egg right. that no one knows Obviously. about. Yeah. Okay. Now, so Fiona like, Margaret is going to have to trust him on that and be like, I'm confident you will stick to that and you will play the victim forever. Yeah. Forward. And, and he's like, I'll, me out. yeah, he's like, I'll make a fake charity bank account for you. And, I will also get the coronation going because Edward tried to get it prevented. Now he's going to try and get it pushed forward again to have an ASAP cut to the lair. We don't see her set this up, which is unfortunate because it could have been fun. But Stacy in the off screen time has made uh, like a home alone style trap for the goons. So when they open the door, a series of barrels falls down like a slide situation and crashing into them. Delightful. So she wasn't tied up. No. Uh, Or she at least got out. I don't remember. They left her with barrel access. (laughs) Yeah. Surprising. (laughs) Yeah. Ramp access. So she barrels the male goon. This is basically like a Mario or Donkey Kong at this point. Quite literally. Yeah. Which I'll cut back to that in a sec because I do want to discuss the switch, a different switch. Um, Oh, God. just, Just briefly. Um, yeah. But finish this first. So she barrels the male goon and is running through the upstairs part of the of the building just as Edward and Margaret are knocking on the door. And I thought it was going to be one of those, like the door swings open and he's been at the wrong place. Classic situations. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, he was at the right place. She just happened to get free on her own. So she's run- she gets out. She's running through. Uh, and she, I think she like slaps the female goon. She's running now outdoors in the lawn, <laughs> running towards Edward and Margaret. 
followed by the male goon who's been resuscitated from the barreling. Yeah, he's um, recovered. Yep, and Edward runs up and punches the male goon. Boom. Oh, I remember what happens to the female goon. Stacy, or yeah, Stacy, like, elbows her and she falls into a coffin shaped, just like, box. That's <laughs> open on the floor and then the trap, it, the top so part flaps shut. She's yeah. dead. She's dead. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that's one way to kill someone. <laughs> Elbow them into a coffin where, yeah. where they can't get out, and then yeah. they die. So It's awesome. It's a murder and a funeral at the same time. Efficient. Yeah. Super efficient. So Stacy rushes up to Edward's <laughs> arms and says, I'll never be too busy for you again. He says, I'll never helicopter you again. She says, what? So they're fine. Um, and she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, that's what that stupid little girl told me. <laughs> yeah. Stacy's like... Why is she meddling in our relationship? She doesn't know us. And he's like, I know. Let's never talk to her again. <laughs> yeah, all that. Very good. And <laughs> so that's nice. Those lovers have reunited. They reunited, cut to um, a church. Antonio has summoned the prime minister in accordance with Montenegrin coronation rule. Cause Montenegrin. The, Montenegrin. The, like, archbishop or whatever he seems like a little bit hesitant to go through with the coronation. He's like, this was all planned for Christmas. This is very strange that you've moved it up. And it's not like the big to do with the guests and everything. The pageantry that was planned. It's a shotgun coronation. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and he's like, well, we're supposed to have a representative of the parliament here uh, as per our laws. And Antonio says, don't worry about it. I summoned the prime minister. So she comes. And doesn't really say anything. She's just present, and that's good enough. Yep, fulfilling so, her, her legal mandate to be there. Yep. So that is underway. Meanwhile, cut to Kevin and Mr. What's his name? Uh, the driver, Mr. Digglesworth, getting diverted <laughs> off course on the way to the airport. Hint, you know, diverted. twinkle, twinkle. It's not that there's an accident. It's that he's an angel of some kind. What? They just inserted this into yep. the film? Yeah. Okay, I'm going with it. <laughs> I'm going with it. It's Christmassy. And Christmas Digglesworth movies... knows just... what he's doing. Yep. He's all pro. Mm. Cut back yeah. to Fiona Margaret's coronation. She has, like, multiple middle names and keeps messing up the order, which I did find humorous. That's a bit of fun. Yep. Yep. Uh... So that's underway, but it's going slowly because she keeps screwing it up. And then the other doubles all show up, both other doubles, with their... Stacy, Margaret, and Margaret Stacy. Yep. <laughs> and and to... Margaret Stacy says... So it's Stacy and Margaret Stacy, I think, now. Stacy changed her hair? Back to Stacy style hair? I guess she didn't. I guess you're right. I guess they haven't unswitched yet. But they're not portraying the switch. So the it's, there's a we're making a difference now between the the inner switch and the outer switch. Yeah, they're making they're speaking in their normal t voice and accent, but the hair is still switched. Okay. Oh, is there Fun some things. accents going on? Oh yeah, I didn't mention that. I guess. No. Uh, you, you mentioned it at one point, though. I didn't drill down on it because yeah, that is big. So, so wait, Margaret has kind of a British E accent. Stacy has an American accent, and Fiona has a slightly a different accent. British accent. 
a lower, maybe a, the less posh British accent. Yeah. Like a Chav accent? <laughs> yeah. She sounds like Liam Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> Oi! Uh, it's so, shite! So, Mar- <laughs> so Margaret calls out, Antonio, it's me. Tell them the truth. And he denies it. He's like, I don't know what's going on. This feeling, Margaret is Margaret. Yeah, like, she this- was all of her middle names. <laughs> Um, but it's very short-lived. They just keep calling her out. Like, none of the things that could have been cool and create some long-term conflict or unfold in any way are immediately brushed up and, like, fixed yeah. up. So, yeah, they're, really like... really interesting. Yeah, could have been. Could have been. It's really interesting how uninteresting their choices were. <laughs> yeah. So, they, instead of finding this to be a problem or being ushered out, they just keep protesting the untruth of it all and like no we can prove it with the switch and fiona margaret basically admits it within seconds because she's like i can't keep this up but it's his fault it's antonio's fault they're like we know all about this your goons are in custody they've already admitted everything all off screen yeah he's like i mean stacy margaret can be like you you kidnapped me (laughs) you chloroformed me you held chloroform over my face Yes, yeah. I will give a sworn affidavit to the to that effect. I, yep. Yeah, I guess Fiona Margaret could just keep denying it and be like, "No, I didn't do that." But I mean, it's she's pretty, pretty rock solid. She, yeah. she she did it. So yeah, she's yeah yeah. So then Margaret says, "I'm I wasn't sure how I felt about being queen, and Antonio made me doubt myself even more. But what I've learned is that I'm more ready than ever. Like it's not." A burden to me something that i embrace uh-huh. I'm, I'm ready to get this coronation going like i'm happy about it and fiona i'm sending you into the dungeon and fiona puts on like a sad sack face and says i know i did wrong but i kidnapped the wrong person so am i really guilty like i i didn't do what i meant to do they're like yeah you kidnapped a princess of belgravia and you committed treason against your own soon-to-be queen Fiona says, mm-hmm. but I've always been so jealous of you, Margaret. I always wanted to be just like you. You're my only family that really cares about me. I know you're meant to be queen. And Margaret says, I'll recommend leniency. Why? <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> She's new to the game of royalty and ruling. I guess. All right. I think she should take a firmer hand. She likes being chloroformed. Yeah, it it just, it's so many crimes. It's the physical assault of the kidnapping. It's the treason. It's the theft. It's a a lot. lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to overlook. Trying to just become queen to steal and then bail. Yeah. I hope she doesn't actually recommend leniency. She just said that to to get Fiona to shut up. It seemed sincere at the time. So then Margaret Stacy says, where's Kevin? I have to talk to him. And Fiona says, well, about that, I sort of sent him away. He must be on his way to the airport right now. Like I dumped him. Uh, Guess unless, what? We got lost twink- on the way to the airport. Unless a twinkly old angel figure has interfered. Well, he delayed Mr. them. Bojangles. He delayed them enough <laughs> to still get him to the airport, but... I guess he missed his flight. I don't know. But he's at the airport. So the diversion didn't oh. take for too long. Okay. So they all rush off. Edward, Stacy, Margaret, 
assistant. Olivia. Olivia's with Kevin. Assistant. Mrs. Olivia's something with Kevin, or nothing. Of course. Her father. Yeah. And Ooh, we're, we're getting a rush to the airport scene. A, I didn't expect yeah, this. Yeah, we get a rush to the airport. We get a run through the terminal in a ball gown? Uh, what are they dressed in right now? Athleisure. <laughs> Why? I think one of them's dolled up. Yeah. So. Yeah, Stacey Margaret is. You're <laughs> really on the ball. <laughs> Yes, she is. Um, and so they run off, leaving Fiona unchaperoned, and she just, like, sashays off. What? I Great. hate this country. <laughs> <laughs> so as Mr. Kringle is whatever, Digglesworth is dropping Digglesworth. Kevin off at the airport. Kevin kind of looks back at him, and he's like, wait, you look really familiar. No, it can't be. And then just walks into the airport with Olivia. Soon after, the rest catch him in the terminal, explain the switch, which he immediately believes, because he already knew part of it. He knew that Margaret Stacy was switched. Yep. But he didn't know the Fiona Margaret dump part. But it, it plays. If you already know half, you know, easy to swallow. Absolutely. And again, can't stress this enough, there are three women <laughs> who look identical to each other. So... <laughs> Inherently, it's in play. Yep. So she says, I want to be with you. I'm ready to be queen. I'm ready to have you by my side. And she proposes marriage to him. And then, which is very spontaneous. Very, um, very spontaneous. He's going to love that. So she sees a priest in the lounge. Kevin's loving the spontaneity. They approach the priest and he says, I only have five minutes before I board my flight. And she says, well, don't you want to marry your future queen and that motivates him so he starts doing a quickie ceremony interrupted by the boarding call over the loudspeaker which i thought was kind of fun um yeah that's fun and he's like that's my flight and she's like you can give us the quick version and then she says oh we don't have a ring and kevin says actually i bought this last summer and i've been carrying it with me in my coat pocket all this time whoa or at least brought it for this trip. So that's but like that's not what I would call spontaneous. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's spontaneous in the moment, but the he was not spontaneous in the pregame at all. Not yeah. at all. It sounds like he said it with a bit of shame, though. <laughs> I felt <laughs> I've shame had this in for him. The, every pocket, even when I change outfits. <laughs> this is very embarrassing to admit, but what I'm about to do is something I've planned on doing for a while, and I I know that's not spontaneous. <laughs> I hope it doesn't change your mind about going forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I understand if you don't want to marry me anymore. <laughs> it's just, I got to be honest. I know we both love spontaneity and that's our thing, but it's actually really hard to constantly do things that you weren't planning on doing. <laughs> it's a huge burden psychologically. <laughs> I haven't eaten in days. <laughs> so they get married, uh, observed by a very gleeful Edward, Olivia and Stacy and everyone else in the airport um so that happens and i mean i get it it's like a forward-thinking progressive country but you would think that your queen marrying some guy with kid would warrant some sort of scrutiny no didn't happen nobody it's not not even like crowding around and like taking pictures of their phones and stuff that oh that i mean but like political scrutiny like oh this strange guy from the states is gonna be our king now like maybe we should Ask him what's up. 
Yeah, what's up with bakers from Chicago infiltrating <laughs> British or uh, European royal families? Seriously. Of, of countries that definitely exist. Maybe after the events of Princess Switch 1, the country was just like, I mean. Anything goes. I mean, this our queen, our princess, future queen, decided to like pretend to be a baker from Chicago. Like, <laughs> we're not shocked yeah. by anything anymore. And yeah. we're not impressed by anything anymore. Yeah. Oh, it's the other baker? Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, we've been waiting for this. They yeah. come in a pair. Like, uh, to be honest, anything I read about the queen, I assume is a different woman who looks exactly <laughs> like the queen pretending to be her. Like, I, I, I go in assuming that's the case. <laughs> well, yeah. Also, have you seen Fiona recently? <laughs> yes, I did. She was at a party yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're married. Cut to the next day, Christmas Day, the coronation happens. It's much more glamorous and regal. She's in, like, a full big gown with her escorts, like, entourage down the mm-hmm. red carpet of the church. Kevin. Straighten, straightened the hair? Oh, it's in an updo now. Interesting. <laughs> Spontaneous. <laughs> Revolutionary. <laughs> so, <laughs> she is coronated, crowned, whatever. And then all the, like, statesmen have to come up and take turns to, like, shake her hand or something. So the prime minister comes first and it's like, congratulations, your majesty. And then Kevin, who's her husband, comes second and he does the bow and stuff like he's a subject. But then she pulls him in for a salacious kiss. But the crowd loves it and then keeps him by her side while she continues this welcoming thing. Great. That's it. She's making her subjects just deal with it. Like, yep. I'm with this man, this father, widower. And that's just how it is. I don't I, know what happened with yeah, this Yeah, I don't either. I think he is too. Olivia sitting, yeah, Olivia sitting with Bulls Edward fan. and Stacy in the crowd. Um, so she's like a princess now. Do they move to Montanero? No discussion. But this is my favorite part. There's another Christmas series, Christmas royal series called... The Christmas Prince, parts one, two, and three, same production yes. company, and they're in the audience. They don't speak, oh! but they're there, and I was floored. Oh, my God. Oh, my Cross God. Over. Shared universe. Oh, my God. Shared universe. This is like when Wolverine fought Batman, and I lost my fucking mind. Yeah, it's just like that oh for me. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Crossover, well, crossover, I'm so crossover. happy for you. Thank you. Killer yeah, crossover. it was the Christmas Prince, the wife, and their newborn. Who was what born is... in number three, the Christmas baby? What are the broad? What's the broad strokes premise of Christmas Prince One? What's the hook there? He's um... only prince during Christmas. <laughs> Other times of the year, just a guy. Just a guy, and nobody respects him.